Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Good morning, Millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Thursday. Congratulations. If you are listening to this, you are over the hump of the hump day. You are. Very good point, Jackie. And it's important to acknowledge the spaces that we're in when we're in them, especially when they're positive spaces, because we can't only be complaining. We can't only be negative queens, even though it's so much fun. It's so much fun. We've got to sprinkle a little positivity, and you're over the hump, and that's exciting. We're sliding into, I mean, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but, you know, we are technically sliding into the weekend. Claudia is going off on a wonderful, magical weekend. We're so excited for her, but before we wish her bon voyage, we've got a great episode for you. Anyways, hey, Claudia, how are you doing? Wow, that was like me level talking in the beginning. Okay, perhaps, but I just want to say it was still like less than a minute. And you did talk in between. Okay, it was less than a minute by like eight seconds. No, we're both watching the clock. <laughs> yeah, we're watching the clock. No, but you did get a word and like people knew that you were here. There were, there have been some times when... Where it, it appeared like it would be a solo episode. <laughs> from you. I think that maybe we... That's our next journey, trying out solo episodes. You've... Okay, no, like I'm going to call you out. You've been like talking a big game for a few months now and you never did it. I know. I just feel like it's such an impressive quality. Like I know that there are a bunch of people out there who host podcasts by themselves and don't have a guest on every week. Like they literally host it by themselves and I just I'm in awe and I would love to garner that talent. I'm just like genuinely afraid. Like who who do I talk to? But we've spoken about this. Like you on a even sometimes on a day that like I can't do it and we're planning on taking off like give it a shot and you don't have to post it if if it doesn't work out. No, that's a really good point. You, it does require like a bit of pre-planning, like having like the conversations Stories. with yourself. But yeah, we have a pretty good structure. I mean, I would love to see you do it. I'd love to see you out there shaking your thing. I'm all talk, no action. A hundred and fifty percent. Well, we've got a great show for you guys because lots of like celeb couple news, CCN, mm-hmm. um, Orange County was on last night and I have many thoughts. So the TV recap will be popping. Yeah. The stories are really crazy. There's highs, there's lows. Like it's going to be an emotional roller coaster. But that's what happens. That's life. That is so life. And also just I feel like I really have been doing a good job of not being so self-promotional. But the time has come. So if you just give me a little while to talk about what I need to talk about. Okay. You have the floor. I'm on tour. It's the Not Like Other Girls tour. We've kicked it off. We've got tons of shows coming up. A lot of them are sold out, but there's still tickets available at some of the bigger venues like the Wiltern in Los Angeles. We're doing the Chicago Theater in Chicago. We're going to Kansas City. The tickets are at girlwithnojob.com slash 
tour. And if you were bummed about Houston being sold out, a second show was added. There are still a few seats left. So just make sure to go to girlwithnojob.com slash tour. Check out where I'm playing near you and come see me. It's so fun. We're going to have the best time. We're going to drink spritzes. It's just going to be a ball. When's your next tour date? Um, It is... um, January 27th, I believe, is the date. And I'm going to Washington, D.C. Oh, Dana's birthday. Perfect. You should invite her. Yeah, so Washington, D.C., the 27th, and then the 28th at Parks Casino in Pennsylvania. Then we're going to Foxwoods. We're doing Boston, Clearwater, Florida, Fort Lauderdale, L.A., San Francisco, Atlanta, Austin, Dallas, Houston, Chicago, Kansas City. Make sure you don't miss out on the Not Like Other Girls tour. It's not going to be like other tours because I'm not like other girls. You've started, you kicked it off in December though, right? You toured? Yes. I've done about six shows already. It was a grand old time. Oh, right. Oh my God. The reviews were rave. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah, no, I remember reading all of the comments. I'm really excited for you to get back out there. Is that all of the self-promotion we have in store for today? I don't think so. Of course not. We are coming up on the one year anniversary of my book release, which means that my book is now officially going to be sold in paperback. So the paperback version is available for pre-order now at girlwithnojob.com slash book. And to commemorate the one year and celebrate the paperback, I'm hosting a live virtual event with Barnes and Noble. Um, the tickets are super easy to get. It's like 25 bucks that gets you admission to the event. And it also gets you a book with a signed book plate. So it's a pretty good price in my opinion. And it's just going to be an hour chatting the book, drinking, having fun. It's all virtual. You can stay at home in your pajamas and it's going to be super fun. Are there an unlimited amount of tickets? No. Oh, it's limited. Yeah. And you know what? I should actually check if they're sold out. So maybe, maybe I'm promoting nonsense right I now. feel like they would tell you if it was sold out they would yes they would so there might be a few left go snag them yes. snag it that sounds fun I miss thanks the for the book. thanks for the support on the promo you're welcome that's what I'm here for um and what I'm here for is to deliver the fast five. Oh yes which we will get into though I must ask how was your yesterday I know you've been packing it was just one of those days, you know, like never ending so much drama. I recorded Taylor Strecker's podcast, which was super fun. I think that'll be out next week. Um, so lots of work and then lots of like pre-trip things. You guys know, like the spray tan, getting clothes. I'm going um, – a bunch of the parties that I'm going to in Mexico are themed, which makes it easier to shop. Like if you know like I need to wear white, but it's also quite limiting in a way. Yes. I love a theme though. Me too. It, it, that's really fun. That'll be fun. And I- I never want to be the person who doesn't get into theme because, like, I hate those people. Hate. Hate, like, with the intensity of 10,000 suns. Like, be cool. Come on. No, that's not a personality trait is ignoring no, themes. Totally. Especially, like, if it's a good theme. There are, some, there are, like, a handful of themes that are, like, the worst you could choose. Like what? Like, I really hate, and it might be in the minority because I know it's, like, such a popular theme, but, like, I hate an 80s theme. I agree. Like, hate. I don't want to wear it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to go to it. I actually agree with that. It's very uninspired. Yeah. But then they're, they're, most of them are pretty good. What do you think is a great theme? Ooh. Famous couples throughout history. Perfect answer. The only correct answer. <laughs> Thank you so much for picking up what I was putting down. That is a great theme. Yeah. Meant, wait, what does she say? Like, meant to be. Meant to be. Famous couples throughout history. So on point. I mean, okay, if you and Ben were going to a famous couple. I knew that was the question. Like, I literally knew. If you were going to a famous couple throughout history party, who would you be? Oh, my God. I need more time with this question. Just, like, give me a second. Famous couples throughout history. Well, I just want to say, in the movie, Josie was the only one who really came on theme. Like, Malibu, Barbie, and Ken is not, like, a famous couple in history. They're not historical. But, like, history does start, you know, yesterday. So No, but, like, Romeo and Juliet. Is that what she was? Actually, uh, I don't think she was that basic, but 
Barbie and Ken are a famous couple throughout history. They are. I guess. They are. But then didn't those nerds dress up as astronauts? How is that a famous couple? Well, I guess is the future part of history? No. 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 That's so true. So if I were to be I a famous couple. I think they were protesting. Couple, I think they were protesting. That's so like the math team, you know, protest the prom. And they protested history by dressing as the future. You know, it's, this is quite layered. I need to go back and rewatch the movie with like this lens of being obsessed with what people dressed up as. <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't have an answer, but I'll think about it. We once did, just to show you like how, how wide ranging we are. We once did a Patreon podcast episode about famous couples throughout history. <laughs> did we? We did. That was the theme. And we went through like a list of like famous couples, you know, like uh, Mark Antony. Mm-hmm. Cleopatra we went Mm -hmm. through all of them we read a little bit about everyone and that's up on the Patreon so if you one if you're a like a current Patreon member I don't know if you know that that's there because it's from a few years ago but also very niche if you sign up for Patreon today like you could listen to that episode tomorrow for Friday's episode and really learn a lot yeah that's the recommended viewing for Friday Famous couples throughout history. Yes. That must have been a month where we were just like scraping the bottom of the barrel no, for content. No, it, was, it wasn't that. We were talking about it so much. Mm. Like the movie and it was just kept coming up. So we were like, we need to excavate and talk about famous couples throughout history. Got it. Always a tangent. I'm happy to go down. Always. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's fun. We bid you adieu. But before we do that... It is time for the Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. Little Spoon is a one-stop shop for healthy, easy meal time and snack time for your baby, toddler, and big kid, delivered right to your door. Little Spoon makes healthy meal time easy at every stage, saving hours in your week and all at a reasonable price. They're also the most flexible company. You can pause, modify, cancel, or skip at any time. Most of the food at uh, grocery stores for babies slash kids is really processed on the shelf, and it sits there longer than, you know, is necessary. But Little Spoon makes everything fresh and uses absolutely nothing artificial. It's just like homemade. And it's all delivered to your door and ready in seconds. Pop your meals in the fridge or the freezer and use them when you're ready. It's that easy. All of their recipes taste absolutely delicious and are nutritionally balanced and free of junk, helping to set your little one up for a lifetime of health. Seriously, we've tried everything and it tastes legit great. The best part is that the price is right. With kids' meals under $5 and baby food and smoothie snacks under $3, it makes trying Little Spoon easy, a no-brainer. Start the new year fresh with Little Spoon. Get 50% off your first order with the promo code TOAST when you shop. So again, that's code TOAST for 50% off your first Little Spoon order. Don't miss out and take care of the kids, you know? Take care of the kids. The campers love Little Spoon. Mm -hmm. Little Spoon is fully endorsed by the campers and the counselors. And that's all you need to know. And that's an endorsement like you really can't put money on. No, no. And they don't really come out swinging for a lot. Like No, they, they say, don't They don't stand for much. They say no to most brand partnerships. Mm-hmm. But when it's something that they believe in, they'll put their the full force of the bunk behind it. That's gorgeous. Absolutely <laughs> cry. Okay, our first story is also gorgeous romantic news. Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly are engaged and they sealed their union by drinking each other's blood. I can't. Like, why do they have to make something nice disgusting? Megan and Machine, who have been dating for over a year, are now engaged, and they shared the announcement on their respective Instagram accounts on Wednesday. She wrote in her caption, In July of 2020, we sat under this banyan tree. We asked for magic. We were oblivious to the pain, to the pain we would face together in such a short, frenetic t- 
period of time, unaware of the work and sacrifices the relationship would require from us, but intoxicated off of the love and the karma. Somehow a year and a half later, having walked through hell together and having laughed more than I ever imagined possible, he asked me to marry him. And just as in every lifetime before this one, and as in every lifetime that will follow it, I said yes, dot, 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 and then we drink each other's blood. This literally is a caption written by Stephanie Myers. Like, so, so Twilight, you know? Yeah, well, in e- this lifetime and the next. It's equal parts, like, corny, cute, corny cute and cryptic. But also, like, spooky and blood-filled. And yeah. I think she really nailed it. No, it's really sweet. I'm a big fan of them as a couple, and I'm super, super happy that they're engaged. I do think they have the potential to, like, go the long term. Um, but, like, the blood, I'm not... I just feel like that's like, you know, something you're really not supposed to do. Like, what if the person has like an undiagnosed disease? Like, I'm just worried about the sanitization, the hygiene. Do you think maybe she was kidding? No. I think she might have been. I think like that they know that they're like this spooky couple. And so she just like threw that in there for the headlines. Well, I would love that. Like, I, then I would think that's like funny, unique, different. And it's like self-aware. Fl- flipping the joke. Yeah. But I think it's real. I think I'm going to go with that it's it's not real. But you know what? I mean, if it is real, how do you go about that? That reminds me of the movie Practical Magic, where they cut their hands and then they hold hands and they're forever intertwined by the blood. Like, that's sick. Like, I, no matter no, how I, much I, I love do, someone. Yeah. No, I think that that is definitely, like, hygienically unsound. Yeah, I think, like, a doctor would say, absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. Like, your blood carries, like, all this bacteria and diseases, no? And then it's an open wound on an... Right. Yeah. It's giving bad vibes. So I do hope... I love the theory that you have. I love this, like, self-aware queen. I would love, love, love that. Um, And if that's the case, all the power to her. But if it's not the case, like, I just am concerned about the, the health. Yeah. Well, they're really in this together. And I hope that they go... I hope that they last forever because I think that they are a match made in heaven have you seen the ring i think they're a match made in the afterlife (laughs) what are your thoughts on the ring really cool and unique like if someone gave it to me i would totally take it but if i had that budget like i might not go for that Mm -hmm. but they're just so different and so unique really and so i think the ring is emblematic of their relationship it's beautiful it's non-traditional just like them think mgk was getting her like a pear-shaped ring with a halo it wasn't going to be a neil lane moment on a diamond pave band so um, honestly it was it was actually more of a traditional ring than i would have even expected from the two of them and i would have expected like that it's his birthstone and it's her birthstone put together and they're like infused you know just like the blood of their loins well i was I was gonna say I would have expected like a diamond infused with the blood of their ancestors you know yeah, yeah. so it's actually but pretty traditional yeah that's actually a really good point they are like so unorthodox so the fact that it was like a diamond on a band is is huge right and it's like they're dating for a year and they get engaged extremely conventional no it's like it's giving you know young Christian couple who haven't <laughs> had sex yet like it's so like it's so standard it's so traditional it's it's shocking yeah like I also felt that way even about Courtney and Travis and especially because this isn't like their first go around like once you have kids and you've been married like you really don't ever have to get married again like I think a lot of people find the best way to go about that next relationship is to be in like a long-term partnership mm-hmm. especially for celebrities because right and especially in California with yeah, the, the merging of the assets yeah 
So I agree. I love this. I love them as a couple. And their wedding is just going to be like, it's going to give Christine Quinn in a black wedding dress. A hundred percent. There's no way she's wearing a white wedding dress. But I just want to say, if she does, I will love it. Like, I will die. If she goes, like, full Martha Stewart, that will be everything. Because she's so edgy and different. And I just think it would be, like, a gorgeous moment. Or she'll wear, like, red, perhaps. But I don't know. At the rate that they're going, like, in this traditional route, like, I think she's going to be in Miami on her bachelorette with penis straws. Yeah. And getting married in a church. And she's going to be wearing a robe that says Mrs. Kelly on the morning of. Yeah. I think that's entirely in the realm of possibility. <laughs> And they just keep us on our toes. Yeah, I mean, of course, I can't think of them without thinking of Travis and Courtney. Yeah. And how they're, like, both engaged now, and it's, like, the rocker vibe, like, eternity for all. Um, So I just wonder whose wedding's going to be better, not to pit couple against couple. I think they'll be really different. Yeah. Do you think they both make it to the altar? Yes. Me too. I do. Because I don't know why otherwise they would rush to get engaged. This is a rush in, like, celebrity world. Yes. Especially for people who, like, you know, would seem like they would look down on monogamy. And for, like, Megan Fox, who I'm sure it doesn't have, like, the most fond association with marriage. Yeah. And Courtney, who's been, like, notoriously against marriage her whole life. She just hadn't found the right person. 100%. Yeah, it's an exciting time for the four of them. It's exciting for everyone. Exciting for us, too. Honestly, when I saw that they got engaged, I was, like, really shocked because I figured that they probably were already engaged or, like, that they would never get engaged. So I was – it was a surprise. It yeah. wasn't – they weren't in a couple. I was waiting to see if they were going to get engaged. I'm just like, oh, they're together forever. No, and they're going to be, like, 90 with their blood around their necks. Yes, still swapping blood. Yeah, but I love this traditional journey for them. Yes, and when one relationship blossoms, mm -hmm. another crumbles. crumbles. Our next story, Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet announced their split after nearly five years of marriage. I thought, felt like Is that they were it? Married. Yeah, it felt like they were married longer. But Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet have called it quits. He announced their separation in a joint statement on his Instagram on Wednesday. He said, we have all felt the squeeze and changes of these transformational times. A revolution is unfolding and our family is of no exception. <laughs> Feeling and growing from the seismic shifts occurring. <laughs> and so you guys, these celebrities are fucking out of control. No, like we got divorced. Period. Goodbye. And so we share our family news that we are parting ways in marriage. We share this not because we think it's newsworthy, but so that as we go about our lives, we may do so with dignity and honesty. The love between us carries on, evolving in ways it wishes to be known and lived. Mm. We free each other to be who we are learning to become. Mm. In other okay. words, bye, girl. <laughs> in other words, goodbye. Yeah. Good day, sir. I just feel like the amount of time it would have taken me to write a statement that gorgeous is the amount of time that their marriage lasted. I thought, well, first of all, I, I thought they were together for like 20 years, dead ass. Me too. So that's surprising that they were married for five. And they were another couple that I didn't ever really thought about because I just assumed they would be together forever because like he saw her on TV when he was little and he said, mama. Mama, that's the woman I'm going to marry. Right. And so... Then did he say, Mama, and we'll get divorced five years later? Yeah, like, to me, they were etched in the book of ships, and I never, ever thought about them. And now, of course, am I delighted at the idea of who Jason Momoa is going to date next? Of course. But I just kind of loved that, like, he was a nobody, she was a star, he then became a star, a, really a sex symbol with the Dothraki, like, it was really every girl dreamt, and then Aquaman, which was like, you can't get any more, like, movie star stud, and he always just was tried and true to Mama, his Lisa, and 
I don't know. I'm just like, I'm excited for the journey ahead, but I'm sad for sure. I love that he was so tried and true, even though like if you read blinds, that's not the case. But the way that I perceive it is like he always stuck, stood, stood by Lisa. What do the blinds say? The blinds say like he was, you know, pretty like sloppy out and about with, it doesn't always say it was him, but you know, it was pretty clear. Oh, I never got that vibe at all. I never saw that stuff. So that's really surprising, but I guess makes that new this news a little bit less surprising. Yeah, I mean, who does he date next? Like Kim Kardashian. My- <gasps> Kim Kardashian, when oh, she's good and ready. By the God. time her and Pete cycle through each other, Jason will be ready to hit the dating field again. That's gorgeous, but I, I just want to throw it out there. Like, I could also see him because he's, I don't know if Aquaman is like Marvel or DC, but he's in that universe. Mm-hmm. I could see him also becoming a power couple with someone from that space. Interesting. I've never seen any of the movies, so I don't know who's in there, but like I imagine there's a good a good match for him. There's not a ton of women, I think is the point. I think that's actually one of the problems. Um but Amber Heard was his leading lady in the movie, Aquaman. No. No. Okay, I mean Gal Gadot, but she's married. <gasps> Oh, my God. Yeah, and she's, like, tried and true with her bald husband. Like, she's no- going nowhere. And then Brie Larson. <gasps> but she's married, I think. Um, and those are just the ones I know off the top of my head, and that's the best no, I can do. No, those were three good ones. Those are, that's the best I can do for you guys. Damn. Okay, well, well I just about, know whatever happens is going to be good. Yeah, or what about um, who just broke up? <laughs> Never mind. Delilah Bell. <laughs> no. We were, those are two different conversations. Young Hollywood versus Marvel slash DC. No, yeah, versus like. Established. Kim, yeah. It's, it, exactly. Yeah. Anyways. But you know what? Praying said, for the Momoa Benet family. Even though I'm sad that their marriage is no longer, I'm grateful that through their marriage we got the mama of it all. Mm-hmm. If you're new here, go find that episode. But I'm just happy for them. Yeah. All good things must come to an end, I guess. Of course. I don't and it's think, always sad when a family breaks up, you know? I don't think that statement applies to relationships or is meant to. Um, That's true. Because if it's a good relationship, like, why would it end? Right. And that means that all good relationships are coming to an end at some point. Shit. Don't tell Megan Fox and Machine. Don't tell Megan. <laughs> I'm wishing them the best in their journey of revolution or whatever it was they said. Yes. Agreed. Celebrities are so weird. Like, just speak English. I know. And it's like, no matter how many times, like, a celebrity steps in it, conscious uncoupling, and, like, gets, like, right. dragged for years and associated with the funny language that they use, like, they continue to put out statements like this. But that's how much they believe in their what own bullshit. they're saying. Yeah. And by the way, if you've ever heard Gwyneth Paltrow talk about the conscious uncoupling, when she talks about it, it makes a lot of sense. Because she was just like, the word divorce is so harsh. We're a family. We're always going to co-parent. We still have an enormous amount of love for each other. But we're just not a couple anymore. So we're consciously uncoupling. Like, if you hear her explain it, it's like, you know what? I love that. Like, it's a really new way of thinking. Yeah. But, like, this statement honestly deserves as much of an eye roll as conscious uncoupling. Yeah. Instead of, like, we're breaking up goodbye it's we free each other to be who we are learning to become and instead of like you know we've both changed it's we've been through a revolution yeah yeah damn wishing them the best wishing them the best okay our next story is a follow-up to something that we talked about yesterday 
But Pete Davidson is being eyed as the 2022 Oscars host. Um, as stated on the morning toast. I know. And even though, like, this isn't the first time we've called something that has... You called it, not me. That has, you know, seemed to bear fruit or is, like, you know, in line with what's going on. It, this was really surprising. So... No, but I do want to say it's, like, kind of an obvious choice. Like, once you said it, I was like, duh. I don't think it's that obvious. But also, to me, it's he's, just, like, the most, you know, in the zeitgeist comedian right now. It's just page six um, reporting it. So I don't know how much truth there is. But page six is told that SNL comic Pete Davidson is in talks to host this year's Oscars. His people are talking to producers, they say. The show is looking for a reset and the Academy wants to bring in younger viewers. Pete Davidson, who has been dominating headlines with his dating life, has proved that he's able to command a real audience and draw in a younger demographic. And the source pointed out that the New Year's Eve special that he hosted with Miley Cyrus for NBC brought in 6.3 million viewers. They say he gets a demographic that is hard to get. That's true. And that's what what I was just about to bring up. I think like a lot of people were impressed with his live hosting skills. But does that put him into any sort of like contract? What channel airs the Oscars? ABC. So it might be like you can't do another live hosting event on a competitive network for like six months even, you know? Yeah, I don't know how that would work. And that's why when I said it, I didn't think it would was going to work out either because he also is SNL girly and that's NBC. That's NBC. So he clearly is like in the NBC family and they'll pluck him for things. I don't know if he can just so easily go over to ABC. Well, let's think about the Jimmys. Which Jimmys have hosted the Oscars? Obviously Jimmy Kimmel, but he's ABC. Mm-hmm. Has Jimmy Fallon? I don't know. Actually, not that I recall in recent memory. I'm sure he has at some point, but I think there's like a a network drama here. Yeah, it's like if Pete Davidson was on, uh, even if he was on something else like CBS, I don't think it would be as big of a deal. But like it's ABC or NBC, never the twain shall meet. Agreed. So I think like as much as it's a great idea, it's not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I Like, when I read it, I was just like, this doesn't make sense. Even though it makes sense, like, it really doesn't make sense in practice. But I do hope that this means that they're in line with this thinking that we with shared. With this theme. With this theme of, like, an outsider comic who is coming up, who would love the job and, like, really make it their own, sink their teeth into it, and, and has more to gain from the opportunity than to lose, perhaps. I have two things to say. One, I have to issue an correction from yesterday's show, because when I was saying that yeah. it was rumored that Tom Hiddleston was going to be the Oscars host, I got my Toms from the, you know, comic book convention world confused. It was not Tom Hiddleston. It was Tom Holland, who's in the biggest movie of the world in the world right now. Spider-Man, he's dating Zendaya. Um, and even though that's a better choice, in my opinion, than Tom Hiddleston, I still think it's not the right choice. He's going to be at the, he's going to win an Oscar one day. Like he's very much in that. Think of who's played the previous Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield has won Oscars. Tobey Maguire has won Oscars. Like I don't think I don't think it's the right choice. I don't think so either, because I think it should be an outsider. And even though I think Tom Holland, um, he seems more affable to me than Tom Hiddleston. But it's really the same thing. Yeah. So thank you for clearing that up. That was um, that was confusing. And then the second thing I wanted to say when we asked, you know, people to comment who they thought should host one good option thrown out was um, Keenan. But he poses a similar problem as Pete because he's also, you know, a starring cast member on SNL. I thought about Keenan yesterday, too. And he is an NBC queen and he has a show. He has like his own show. A sitcom. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he's a company man. He's not. Going yeah, I don't anywhere. think it's working. Mm-hmm. But. I still like our picks, Bo Burnham, mm-hmm. Bill Burr. I actually think Bo Burnham is the best choice. Like, I, he could do a musical number. 
No, I agree. And that's where we landed. So I think if I was, you know, betting, that's what I would bet. But I do think they should look towards the comedy podcast charts and and just find someone who's going to shake shit up. Right. And we're like coming out of this like pandemic. And I think a lot of people associate Bo Burnham's comedy special with the pandemic. It was like the soundtrack to their pandemic. It was like emblematic of their experience. And I just really think he's the right man for for the job. Okay, so I'm really I'm into this conversation. It's making the Oscars more More exciting exciting. than they would have been after a few years of no hosts. So I hope they make the right choice because it could be a a time for them to turn a new leaf. And I'm going to. I'm going to give them the space and the the optimism that they can make it happen. I love that. Okay, you ready for our next story? If it's a story that's brought to you by Allbirds. So it's the beginning of the year. I know a lot of people's resolution is to get either back into running, to start running. And even though it's going to be wet and cold, freezing here in New York, running is still a part of people's lives, trying to achieve your personal best. And the Wool Dasher Mizzle, the weather-repellent performance running shoe from Allbirds, is the first shoe of its kind. It's sustainably made from natural materials with a low environmental impact on the planet. And ideally... If you're out running, you're not wanting to like wear soggy shoes. So to wear a pair of running sneakers that's literally designed to repel water, it's good for the environment. There's there's really no reason not to choose Allbirds. So if this was one of your resolutions, even if it was not your resolution, because I definitely don't run, but I love my Allbirds. Just a fabulous like stylish shoe, environmentally friendly shoe, and like a cool shoe because everyone's wearing them. Um, so the Wool Dasher Mizzle Carbon Footprint um, is right on the shoe. So you know its impact on the planet. Then they offset that footprint to zero to make it a carbon neutral product. Allbirds built the Wool Dasher Mizzle using natural materials to have a low environmental impact so you can break a sweat without breaking the planet. This winter, keep your feet cozy and dry with the Allbirds Wool Dasher Mizzles. Discover your perfect pair at allbirds.com today. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Great. Our next story, another update, finally closing the book on all the speculation. The Coachella 2022 lineup is here. And our headliners are Harry Styles on Friday, Billie Eilish on Saturday, and Kanye on Sunday. And then also Swedish House Mafia is at the bottom of the lineup saying that they're returning to the desert. I don't know what that means. Probably like an after party. Yes, perhaps. So that's a really sweet lineup. I just want to say this is like the most stacked lineup I think I've seen from Coachella because with Coachella it's always like popular people and also like people you've never heard of because like it has to be both and different. But this is like stacked top 40. These tickets are going to be so impossible to get. I mean, Billie Eilish, like cult following. Harry Styles, cult following. Kanye West, cult following. I'm not even going to try and get a ticket. And to be honest, I feel like it would be overwhelming to go. But of course, like I don't want to like be in like a negative Nancy. But my like first thought now when it comes to music festivals is like safety and and, and all these artists to me have like a really similar fanatic group of fans to like Travis Scott. And I just really hope that's like on the minds of the organizers, you know? I imagine that it is. I think it's probably on the minds of a lot of different um festivals and concerts and and like companies that put these shows on Mm -hmm. so yeah this is gonna be massive and all usually like the all three headliners are big names but this is like I don't even know the biggest one is probably Kanye but like still any one of these people really could carry the the bill no of course and I feel like in past when I've seen the headliners it's like one 
artist who's like you know mega who is i would stay for but like when we went we saw lady gaga and i think she was like the big one and then it was like tame impala who's really popular but not everyone in the world knows at least four songs you know yeah. and that's how it is with these artists yeah this then is stacked some of the other ancillary artists um who you might be excited about Lil Baby, Daniel Caesar, Phoebe Bridgers, Big Sean, Flume. Lil Baby is not Baby, correct? No. No, okay. I don't think so. Flume, Megan Thee Stallion, Disclosure. Oh, wow. 21 Savage, Danny Elfman. Oh, that'll be good. Soundtracks. Which line is Meg Thee Stallion on? The second one? Second one. So uh, okay. right now I'm reading the second ones from each days. I feel like she could headline, honestly. And then also Doja Cat is on the third day. <gasps> oh, wow. That's like a really good festival lineup. Yeah, Maggie Rogers is on the third day, too. Also, the first day on the fourth line is Carly Rae Jepsen. Shit. Yeah. So now we have to go. You got to get there early. Um, No, like, I'm really happy for all the people who are going to go, but, like, I'm overwhelmed by this lineup. Like, it's too good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I agree. But it, 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 I'm excited for everyone who will be there. I feel like you might go. I mean, if someone, like, offers me a ticket and a private jet, I'll go. But, like, it's a really a lot of work to go to Coachella. Like, you have to, like, plan so much with the outfits. It's a lot of physicality on your body. Like, the walking, the heat, the drinking, the just running around, being thirsty. I think I'm too old. And I've done it twice. Like, that, for me, like, to consider myself an influencer, like, you have to go to Coachella. And I did it twice. We did it twice? Yeah. Yeah, twice. Okay, yeah. I feel like I feel good about that. If I never go make it to Coachella again, right. like, I'm cool. Don't get me wrong. It's a sickening experience, and I really feel like if you're into music, you should totally experience it once. But, like, if there's an artist on there who you want to see, like, go see them in concert at a stadium that has, like, air conditioning. But there's something about the Coachella magic, Claude. No, we've I'm been, such a hater. We've been but so swept up in it. When we were there, like, both times, the first time we were there, we just, like, randomly, it was, like, not organized. We just found ourselves there. And we still, that's where we, like, really connected with Lauren Elizabeth. Like, it was so fun. And then the next year, we, like, fully planned. And we had the best time. Like, it's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. But I also hate it. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's complex. It is. And, like, honestly, like, when we went, I didn't even know any of the artists except Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga was the second year that the second time that we went. The first time I don't remember any of the artists that we saw. Me neither. Like it was more about like the experience than the music. But this is like so stacked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm happy for the kids who are going. Me too. No, the kids are gonna be wild. Like, please, if you're going, like be safe. Yes. I'm agreed. like that's how I know I'm getting old. Like I'm worried about the kids. Yeah. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? I am, and I think we should talk about the fact that yesterday I did not do the song, and honestly, I don't want to do it today either. That's, I think it's important to not do it when you're not feeling it, because then it takes away from the good times. Yeah, and I've just been getting, like, a lot of shit. Maybe it's, like, the interface, it's not premium for people, like, when we're in studio, it's better, but I've just been getting more shit than usual, and I'm just not in the mood. Yeah, I've seen that, too. You know what I think it is? First of all... The last few times we we totally nailed it. But mm-hmm. I think it's like people didn't even like it in studio and now they're trying to use our interface <laughs> against us and like drive a wedge between us and the interface and the yeah. final story yeah. and make you feel bad because they know you're having doubts because you've expressed those doubts about singing yeah. the song. Yeah. So they're just trying to um, play up on your insecurities. So I'm just feeling uninspired and I'm just going to take a back seat if that's okay with you. That's fine. Go on vocal rest. We'll hear you sing on Tuesday. Thank you. 
Our fifth and final story, Andy Cohen teases a jaw-dropping Real Housewives of Salt Lake City moment and talks about Mary Cosby's disappointing reunion absence. So Andy went on Radio Andy and shared his thoughts about Mary choosing not not to attend the reunion. He said that, you know, he was disappointed, but that he had a sense that she would likely skip the occasion. He said he spoke to her on New Year's Eve a few hours before he went on the air and they had a long talk. It's her story to tell, but he got the sense that she was not finding gratitude in being on the show anymore. Hmm. He said that he doesn't like it when housewives choose not to attend reunion tapings, that you allow the others to control your narrative as your last gesture. Yeah. So he said that. Then he also said in the same episode, he hinted at a major moment that none of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City women saw coming ahead of the reunion taping. Hmm. He said the women saw the remaining six or seven episodes before the reunion. There is something coming up that is jaw dropping that no one knows about that will rock the foundation of two of the housewives. He said, when you see this play out and you realize that this was shown to the women the day before they shot the reunion and then they had to deal with it at the reunion, you will be quite engaged. Okay, so there is a thread on Reddit, and I just want to, before I say it, it is so unverified, and I saw it like in a screenshot, but a lot of people are sending it to me. Completely unverified. I doubt it's true, but what was just described by Andy does sound like it could be. What the fuck is it? That, like, part of the rift between Meredith and Jen is due to the fact, and this is like an extremely common thing allegedly known in Salt Lake City is that the two of them allegedly before the show I think ever aired had some sort of alleged sexual encounter with one another okay but I don't know that just sounds like there's no sources totally fraudulent vibes but I wasn't every it was so fraudulent I wasn't even gonna mention it but then like what Andy just said he said it involves two of the housewives yeah so maybe someone brings it up? Maybe someone mentions it on an episode. They No one else knows it until now they're watching it back. And I feel like if anyone were to know it, it's like maybe Heather or Whitney. And that's why this whole time they're like, there's something more going on between Jen and Meredith. Oh my God. I wonder- that's just a theory. Okay, that's a good theory. And I'm glad that you even had something to present to the class because I could not even wrap my head around what this could be. And then I was starting to worry that like, what if I've been, you know, what if this is like clickbait and it's like this, cr- yeah. you know, the most It could also be that. It could reunion. also be that. I don't know. The way that he says it though, I'm just like, I'm believing that this is going to be the craziest shit that we've ever seen. Well, they really have, like, a lot of airtime to fill on the reunion now because, like, this whole storyline about Mary's church and all the fights with Mary, so much of the shit this season has annoyingly been about Mary when it should have been about Jen, and now Mary's not even going to be at the reunion. Yeah. Yeah. But now, I mean, I was already excited for the reunion, but now I'm really excited, and I wonder I wonder what it could be. I, I think you might be on t- – I think the Reddit thread, like, sometimes they just – they nail it. Every now and then. You know, but then other times it's like you see the craziest shit online. No, and it's so unbelievable. And this was unbelievable until. Interesting. And you know that last week, like Mary, uh, Jen said on the show that like, it's not my fault that you had an affair, which was like, that came out of nowhere. Right. And then when you think about like um, Jen last season talking about Meredith's separation. Mm -hmm. When she was like smiling, talking. And she was just like, like really involved, like for no reason. Interessant. Just a thought. And that's a good thought starter. Yeah. Okay, well, that's something to look forward to. Um, speaking of Real Housewives, we have our Orange County recap coming up. And the TV recap is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. 
2022 is going to be a big year for a lot of businesses, but some industries are projected to grow even more this year. So if you work for or own a business in one of these growing industries, you probably need to hire people ASAP. And there's only one place to go to for that. It's ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash toast. ZipRecruiter is the best because they use powerful technology to find and match the right candidates with your job. Then it'll proactively present those candidates to you and you can easily review the recommended candidates and you can invite your top choices to apply for the job, which encourages them to apply even faster. So it's no wonder that ZipRecruiter is the number one rated hiring site in the U.S. based on G2 ratings. ZipRecruiter's technology is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at our exclusive link, which is ZipRecruiter.com slash toast. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash T-O-A-S-T. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So if you're running your own business and you need peeps on the ground and you don't know where to go, ZipRecruiter.com slash toast. Wonderful. Okay, I have one thing to say about this episode of Orange County in the in in an overall sense before we get into like the drama. Explain to me why there was so much filler Shannon in Nashville the aura reading with Max like moronic nonsense but then we got flashbacks to two very important scenes the phone call between Nicole and Noella where Nicole no is her name Nicole yeah Nicole hung up on Noella we didn't see we just got a flashback and then also Noella went out to lunch with uh Jen Jen squashed the beef why why are we seeing aura readings and Nashville dinners with grandma and not actual drama about the castmates on the show Great question. I have no idea. I want to believe that it's because perhaps those conversations were even more boring than the it's filler. It's not possible the anything on the planet saw. was more boring than the aura reading. And so, <laughs> it's not possible. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I would agree with that. I almost fast forwarded through a personal scene, but I was like, it's way too early in the season. Heather just came back. I can't be fast forwarding through her scenes yet because once you start, you just can't stop. But speaking of Heather, I thought that encounter with her and Noella was really interesting because Noella is 100% right. Like, you knew I was coming over at a certain time and, like, you had an infomercial photo shoot. Like, you wanted to flex. Like, it was just really weird of Heather. And then they sat down and Noella is so nuts. Like, I can't get a read on her. She's so glamorous and cool. And I'm like, yes, she could. She has the potential to, like, give life. And she's giving nothing. Like, she's being crazy. No, she's a little, like, disturbing. Yeah, like like um and creepy and and concerning like in the way that she when she had Gina over at the top of the episode and she's talking about I found him in Mykonos oh like, my god <laughs> like and then was, telling the driver her Uber driver oh my god yeah and like the way that she's just like talking about this incredibly serious like traumatic thing and and I'm not anyone to like judge how other people like handle hard times but it's just like it's so weird I don't understand her. And maybe, no, like, I just sure. don't, yeah, maybe uh, after watching, like, more and more and many more episodes, like, I'll get a read on her as a person and I'll be like, oh, okay, now I get, like, why back then you acted like that. That happens all the time with people. Yes. Especially new housewives. But. Especially new housewives who have bad first seasons. And who are going through a lot in the first season. It's like, I don't even know you on a good day, so how right. am I supposed to understand you now? But she's just a lot and, and the way even, they ended that conversation in Heather's podcast room, like, was so weird. Was so weird. And, like, Heather is, like, so condescending. They're both just, like, so off. Heather's so condescending. And, like, you really Well, you're going to, through a lot. Yeah, you need to work on yourself. And Noelle is, like, on the one hand talking crap in her interview, but sitting there taking it being like, yeah, I do. And it's like, bitch, leave me alone. Yeah, she's, like, doesn't really walk the walk. 
Yeah, she talks such a big talk in her interviews, which is also a pet peeve. But her just her behavior is all over the place. And also, like, it seems like Nicole has kind of turned on her ever since that drunk yes. lunch. But, like, I just think I... The behavior I think she's, like, probably really annoying to be around. You know, it's coming off er- erratic on the TV. Imagine, like, a four-hour lunch. 100%. So it's a lot, and it's confusing. And I'm on this ride, and I'm it's interesting television, but I don't understand. For me, two more things I want to say about this episode. This was really just like an homage to why I a long time ago made a decision to stand Emily Simpson. When she's in the sauna saying she's going to faint, like that's literally something I would say. Like I'm going to faint even though I probably like had a big breakfast. Like and then she pulls a turkey sandwich and says that she falls asleep having sex with Shane because the trip to fan from all of her turkey sandwiches is making her tired. Like she's just iconic in ways I can't even describe. And then when she got so drunk at Max's book party was like having that chaotic conversation with Dr. Jen. Like she was 100% wrong. Like she was being so rude. Like those are things you think you don't say. No, it's but something just about Emily, who's very buttoned up, ha- hearing her say it was just kind of everything. Also, it was fine because it was Jen. Yeah, and like, you know what? I wondered the same things. And by the way, like how they just threw that in there. Like, need to know more about this billionaire she dated who sued her for almost a million dollars. Like, lead with that, not Ryan. Yeah, no, it's all over the place. But if she like came, if Emily had that sort of like inappropriate conversation with Heather, like it would be a storyline for five weeks and like we would never get past it. But like when it's Jen, it's like, move on. Nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. yeah, move on. We probably won't even, like th- them making up for that will be a flashback next week. Yeah, but I did love the girly gang of Jen, Heather, and Emily at the Jen, sauna heather and emily agreed and when they kept showing that scene and like you know n- last week next week i always just assumed it was gina sitting there <laughs> <laughs> but so knowing that it was jen and they all had like such great conversations and talking about you know th- any like resentment she might feel towards her husband and how emily has been there like that was a real conversation like amongst women that you vibe with and agreed. that's enjoyable to watch and it's not like judgmental at all it was just like women helping women yeah like asking questions and like just opening up in a non threatening not being fake like not coming for each other like it was just nice to see yeah and did I catch Heather Dubrow saying her daughter goes to a Catholic school yeah that was interesting aren't they both Jewish yeah but that happens sometimes people do that yeah oh I just thought that was interesting I was like did I mishear that no no I feel like you know people who have uh done that not so much in the city but like in other places if like there's good Catholic schools. Some Jews go. No, I had no idea. Um, what do they do during like Bible study? Old Testament only? I don't know. I've never asked anyone. Let us know in the comments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, all in all, it was like a fine episode, but there was like 50% filler. And until they got to the party, I was like bored. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think. And Heather's like a little obnoxious. Like when they went to the spa and like she made the appointment, she was like, put it on my account. It's like, you know what? No, they get spa services on Housewives all the time. I never even think about who pays. I'm like, they probably don't. Yeah, she is like sometimes sometimes cringy. She, she's cringy. I I agree. Overall, I really like her though because I think she's just like a rational girly and And I always take her side, really. And, yeah, and she's like a pretty good thinker and and mm-hmm. she's easy to root for, but sometimes it's just too much. It's the cringe Jabra, like it's Even, not working. Like her having the infomercial. The, she has the biggest house on television and you have to have Noella in your podcast room surrounded by pictures of yourself like no noella was 100 percent right it was like giving shrine narcissism vibes there are so many other sitting rooms the salon it was too much agreed yeah 
She needs to tone it down just like a little bit. I know. She's having a hard time finding the right balance. Yeah, because it's a chaotic group of women. Like half of them don't even know each other. Yeah, and I will say the I think the episode really benefited from Shannon's um, departure. Yeah, absence. Agreed. Just a footnote. Yeah, just a footnote. I didn't miss her. Um, I don't know where she fits in with this group because her and Heather really are like oil and water. No, because she doesn't know the new girls and the old girls are not fucking with her. And like, it's like Emily. So, so she had Noella and her get along, but it's like. It's a forced friendship. It's giving Lisa Vanderpump and Joyce Gerard. Yeah. So I, I don't know where she fits in with the new crowd. With the new gir- girlies. But I'm excited for their first trip next week. But I want to say her daughters are so gorgeous. Like, it's unfair how gorgeous they are. Like, every single one. Yeah. No, and, and, and they're really sweet. And, like, funny. Yeah. And they just have a really nice family. And Agreed. I'm happy for them and all of, like, the, you know. What they've been through. Everything that they've been through that they're, they seem to be doing really well. Totally. You love to um, see the campers thrive. Well, that is that is our show. That was our recap. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Reminder, tomorrow and Monday there are no episodes. It is a long weekend for Martin Luther King Day, so enjoy your long weekend. Um, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to The Toast, and we hope you've enjoyed all the episodes this week. And we'll be back on Tuesday, back with video and podcast. Yes, can't wait. And video's coming in 1080p, you guys. I've been working on it. I figured it out with the Interface. Tuesday, you'll see us in 1080 we hired a new IT department. Her name is Jacqueline Oshry. She's from French and she's like really, really sophisticated. So um, you better watch out. Like, for yeah, all. no, I've heard the cry for 1080. And um, you've heard of the major tech influencer, I Justine, but have you heard of I Jackie? <laughs> no, I've been getting week. so oh. into the equipment. Like, get it, girl. Time, yes, it's important to have passions. No, I'm so passionate about these gadgets and gizmos. And I, I've been getting really great feedback about, about the about the stuff would you say you have gadgets and gizmos aplenty yeah and i've got cords aplenty too do you have who's it's and what's it's though i think that's what's missing not yet i'm waiting for those to be delivered from apple (laughs) got it okay (laughs) you guys have an amazing day thank you so much for listening to the morning toast the millennial morning show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every monday through friday on youtube so if you're watching this on youtube please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up we're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found so that's spotify itunes stitcher public radio iHeartRadio, Castbox, all the places wherever you listen to podcasts find us the morning toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful stunning and smart we are if you made it to the end of this episode congratulations you are truly a part of the society season two and to let us know that you did why don't you go drop an emoji on our most recent instagram perhaps the emoji of the cable the cord to honor the new it department and thank jackie for her loyal service this past two weeks have a great day great weekend we'll see you on tuesday bye guys